Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Positive Sports Report. I'm your host, Dana Smith. I'm the middle school athletic director for San Juan Unified School District, a certified trainer for Positive Coaching Alliance, and a teacher and coach at Carnegie Middle School. This is going to be a monthly podcast where we're going to share our mission for middle school athletics in San Juan Unified and give information about upcoming and past events in cross-country, wrestling, and track and field. I think we have a really good first episode for you. We're going to talk about what it means to be a double goal coach, and we have an interview with Kent Kern. So let's roll. Okay, so if you've been around middle school sports in San Juan, you've probably heard about Positive Coaching Alliance, and you may have heard the term double goal coach. Well, all of our middle school coaches in our cross-country, wrestling, and track and field programs go through training with the Positive Coaching Alliance. It's part of their requirements. There, they become double goal coaches who focus on winning and, more importantly, on teaching the life lessons that are offered through participation in sports. They teach and regularly review the roots of the game, meaning that we learn how we honor the rules, opponents, officials, teammates, and most importantly, how we honor ourselves on and off the field of sport. They pursue mastery of the sport, not just scoreboard results, by focusing on effort, learning, and how we can bounce back from mistakes. They reward effort, not just outcomes, and they help athletes set effort goals to help them reach their outcome goals. And we use encouragement and positive reinforcement to reach a magic ratio of five positives for every one critical comment or the piece of critical feedback that we have to give our athletes. Of course, critical feedback is important to help them grow. By keeping those positives up, we help build relationships where that critical feedback can be accepted and trusted by our athletes. If you're interested in learning more about Positive Coaching Alliance, check out pcadevzone.org. And in our next episode, we'll talk about second goal parents and how they support what we're trying to do in athletics. Okay, so for this first episode of our podcast, you want to go high. You want to shoot for the, the biggest guests that you can get. And we are very lucky that today we have our own superintendent and uh, all transparency, my former principal. Um, Kent Kern has joined us. So Kent, thank you so much for uh, joining us for the first episode of the um, Positive Sports Report podcast. I appreciate it. How are you doing? Good, Dana, and I appreciate you having me and. I just really appreciate all the work you do really for our coaches in middle school sports. So thanks for your leadership in that area. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. And I think it's just something very, very positive for our students and for our culture on our campuses. So it's a great thing and very rewarding thing to be able to do. So it's great. And I appreciate all the support that you've given me and, and other people up at the district office and the site admin have been super supportive. So it's been, it's been great. All right. So, all good coaches have their their athletes warm up before they go. So we're going to give you a warm up question. Okay. Uh, your warm up question is, uh, what's left on your bucket list? What's say that again? What's left on your bucket list? Oof. What's left on my bucket list? Probably skydiving. Wow. Yeah, that's something I will I will not ever ever <laughs> ever do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not an open heights kind of person in the plane. I'm great, love that, but yeah, I'm not I'm not jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. But yeah. or getting a Minnesota Vikings tattoo. So one well, of the there you go. See now you're talking. 
Yeah. Maybe not the Vikings, but now you're talking. I get the point. All right. Okay. So um, I know that you have a sports background. You and I uh, both went to Bella Vista pretty much at the same time. So, and I know you have a further background than that as well too. So I just want to share with us a little bit of your, your own personal sports background. Okay. Well, grew up um, kind of in a cool spot, really living next door to Earl So I was able to go out and really take advantage even when school wasn't open and play a lot of sports on their fields, whether it was baseball, football, or basketball. Um, as a little kid, started playing Little League like a lot of us did. Um, and then when I got into middle school, <clears throat> pardon me, I went to Arcade Middle School and played both flag football and basketball there and had, you know, just a really neat experience starting in middle school and even going across town. That kind of led into when I went into high school getting to compete against guys I played with in middle school. So had some really great coaches in um, middle school. One of them who, of which I'm still in contact to this day, um, individual lives in New York. And, and when he comes to town, we visit each other, but that's kind of neat. That just shows you the power of the influence he had on my life, actually probably even influenced me into going into education. Um, then after that, I went to Bella Vista high school had the opportunity to play basketball there, um, had some really good experiences, fun times, and uh, just those those individuals that I played with. Um, and you got to play for one of the four horsemen, right? Coach I did, I did, yep. So got to play for Coach Pistacchini and then um, Coach DeRiglo after that a little bit. But uh, yeah, those, those guys in that PE department over there were just really impactful. I talked about Coach Pistacchini before because – my sophomore year of high school, I was diagnosed with cancer and and he was just a, a real solid influence in my life, almost a real father figure for me. And then had a chance to play a little bit after that beyond high school. Um, but just it really was kind of athletics really were my identity in, in high school and and really enjoyed um, all that that brought along. Dabbled in some of the other sports, um, track and field, decided to play golf a little bit, but just, you know, kept myself busy playing sports. Yeah, that's good stuff. We were, uh, like I said, you and I were there basically at the same time. You're a couple of years behind me, but that group of coaches that we had there were just, they were yep. great people. And I think really, I take a lot of influence from that in the way that I coach and being tied in the community. So they were, we were very lucky to have that group of people that were there for sure. Yeah, we were. Um, I'm a big fan of, of Joe Ehrman and his two books, The Season of Life and um, Inside Out Coaching. If you're a coach, got to read Inside Out Coaching. It's fantastic. But I like the way he talks about in his philosophy of sports, not being um, extracurricular, but it being co-curricular and just, it's another classroom on campus and the way we deal with kids. Um, so I just wanted to just talk a little bit about how you view sports and, and the, the role that they fill with our students in San Juan. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think sports have a, of a tremendous impact on students, even in keeping, keeping them engaged in school, you know, for some of our students that that struggle academically, um, being able to participate in a sport may be the carrot that keeps them engaged in class. And I also think it creates relationships and connections with staff on campus to probably help out with accountability. <clears throat> My own son um, had the opportunity in high school to play all three sports, football, basketball, and baseball. And, and he would not have been the student or engaged if he wasn't involved like that. And we have a lot of students like that, that um, sports are what probably gets them up in the morning. And when you talk about that co-curricular, 
that's that's a big piece of it. And we have a lot of students that excel academically as well. Um, but that they, they just really expands what students have access to. And, you know, I think there's even something special about sports when you're competing against others, you know, other schools that may look very different than you, whether it's, um, you know, their their socioeconomic status or race wise, it, it really brings people together in a positive way. Yeah. You know, there, there was such a moment that showed that last year at our, at our district wrestling championships. And we were, you know, coming off of COVID, we had four teams. It was, everybody was completely restarting. You know, all the coaches want the kids up in the stands while wrestling's going on. You, you looked over and they were hanging out in the area between the mats and the bleachers that were not pulled out. And it was just every kid from every team was down there talking to each other. And, and it was great to see. There was no way anybody was going to move them out of there at that point, because that's part of the beauty of sports is you compete against each other, but because of that, you appreciate each other and people become friends that way in and out of their own, their team. So I think it's just a great way to bring people together. You know, I think the other thing is um, when often we think about some of the, you know, the, the main lines at sports, but even when you started the cross country meet, I remember having so many parents reach out to us and say, thank you for creating this opportunity for our students. You know, they really haven't participated in other sports, but they can do this. They felt like they were part of a team. Um, and a couple of meets I went to, I had parents coming up and just saying, really, thank you. And I, you know, Dana, I don't know how many people or students we have participating in that now, but it just goes to show where the need is for that and where it brings about that connection. And it's also pretty cool in sports like that, where you see kids rooting for other kids from other teams. So. Yeah, it's, we went from in that, the first year of cross country you're talking about, it was a, it was a replacement for track and field because there was no way we could pull it off with um, all the, the guidelines for COVID that we'd had to follow. And that was when Jim Shoemaker was with us and I proposed the cross country and it, we had, I think 125 kids total that year. And we had over 350 this year in it. So it's obvious the needs there and kids are just looking for something to belong to their school and sports is such a great way to do it. And, and really with something like cross country, we're picking up kids that don't necessarily play sports in school because they're not basketball players or wrestlers or, you know, sprinters, or they don't yep. throw shot, but they'll go out and run and be with their friends out there. So it's just a, is a great thing to see. Yep. Um, and kind of segueing into our, the next question here, we're able to you know, use Del Campo for that, those championships. And that's kind of become one of their training courses, the one we set up for the middle schools, but having that great access to facilities. And I think Honestly, it's it's one of the trademarks of your administration as superintendent, the the athletics facilities we've done at the high schools. I know we've had some added facilities put in at Barrett and Arden, and there are plans for arcade. So just wanted you to kind of talk a little bit about the the athletics facilities and the importance of that to schools as well. Yeah, I you know, it's it's been a real benefit that we've been able to pass two bonds over a fairly short period of time because the district is old enough to where our schools really need to be replaced you know, and stop kind of just putting some band-aids on those. And so really, when you look at Arden, when you look at what we've done at Barrett, um, using some of the old facilities, but building new facilities. And when you look at the gyms that they have, um, nothing like the gyms that we had built before. And, and you know, the same is going to happen at Arcade and Katherine Johnson, ultimately. But then when we think about even the partnership with our high schools, um, I think when I took this job, I, don't, I think maybe we had 
And it might have only been Bella Vista that was the only one that had like the all-weather track. And we were getting to a point where we needed to replace that. And now we have almost all of those at all of our high schools. Um, Mesa Verde is going through the process right now of having a brand new kind of sports complex built in. So Sylvan will be able to benefit from that. So when Sylvan wants to host a track meet in the spring or a cross-country meet in the fall, they can do that kind of in their own community where parents can access that instead of having to go across town, maybe to Del Campo to host that. Um, so it's just a real benefit for the students, the parents. And I think it it really even builds the program when they see that they can do that. So, and, 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 you know, the nice thing is we have those partnerships between our high schools and our middle schools where they say, Hey, come on, use our facilities. Um, because the high schools know they're going to benefit if these kids are participating in middle school, they're likely to continue participating in high school. So. Right. And, and it's really a win-win because just getting those kids on those campuses ahead of time makes them that more c- comfortable when they're freshmen and they're entering those campuses mm-hmm. and they kind of already own a piece of that. And the the ADs and the coaches at the high schools have been fantastic because it, it is, you know, when we got to go take over your stadium for an afternoon, it's an inconvenience. They, they have their mm-hmm. own teams that need to practice and, and have competitions, but they've just, they've been fantastic. And I think that's been a benefit going both ways for the middle schools. And I think it really benefits the high schools as well. So that's a great thing. Well, Kent, I really appreciate you coming on with me and, and doing an interview and giving us more of that kind of sports background that you have and that connection to schools. Um, and I appreciate everything for me that you've done in in my career. Like I said, you're, you're my boss at one point, obviously you're still my boss, but um, my principal. And I know if I need something with athletics that I can always go to you and you can steer me in the right direction if that's what we need to do. So I can't thank you enough for what you've done for, uh, for middle, uh, middle school sports and to wish you the best in, in your future. So thank you very, very much. All right. Thanks, Dana. And again, thanks for all you've done. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this first episode of the Positive Sports Report, where we're covering middle school athletics in San Juan Unified School District. A huge thank you to Superintendent Kent Kern for starting us off on the right foot and joining us for an interview on this first episode. I want to send out a big congratulations to our cross-country district championship schools from Churchill, Arden, Carnegie, and Pasture. You represented your schools with sportsmanship and a competitive spirit, as did all of our athletes and coaches throughout the season. So thank you for everything that you did. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and look for us on the 15th of each month. This month's shout out on the Positive Sports Report goes to the Home Team Podcast. That's a San Juan alum from Casa Roble High School, Josh Takimoto. And check out how he's covering our home teams in Sacramento. It's a great podcast. Until next time, let's keep our sports positive.